Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. What do we got today, Rick? We got the week five waiver wire. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin', Fantasy Champs? I feel like I'm full-fledged in the fall. I don't drink pumpkin spice lattes like a white chick. I drink... You don't? I'm over here drinking um, microwaved apple cider. Man, you really are living in the fall, huh? Right right out of this cup I bought at friggin' Wally World. Yeah, you're definitely not, not a white girl, right? For sure. Listen... <laughs> I don't want to hear I'm not hating. That. I'm just, you know, I'm going to have some observations. No, I'm not even going to lie. This is my second cup of apple cider today. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It's, it's disgusting, to be honest with you. It's uh, October. It is October. We are into week five already of the NFL season. Today we're going to talk about uh, some waiver wire additions for your fantasy team for this week. <clears throat> Excuse me. We also have some news to start the show uh, but before we jump into that, uh, be sure to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. You can get articles and content there to help you win your weeks. Um, go to Twitter, at the FFChamps, to follow us there. And you can follow us on Instagram, at thefantasychampions. You can like us at facebook.com, forward slash thefantasychampions. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, be sure to subscribe, as always. Leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and uh, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below. Any questions you have leading into week five, we will answer them, hopefully. Yeah, we'll do our best to. Um, it was a busy uh, weekend of news, um, and we'll probably talk about a lot of that busy weekend of news, uh, i.e. Cam Newton. And we're recording this on Monday, by the way. So if we talk mm -hmm. about... Monday night football and Thursday. Uh, what is it? Monday night, uh, both Monday night games at all. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive us. Um, but anyway, uh, Cam Newton tested positive on Friday, mm -hmm. pushing the Patriots game to seven Oh five tonight or Monday. Uh, so a lot of fantasy matchups are in the balance tonight in the balance. So I hope There's you won ton, your league. Yeah. I hope you won your league. That's not the news I was talking about. Uh, Breaking news. For fun. Oh, shoot. So, Houston just fired. This was the news, by the way. I just wanted to hit the button for fun. Uh, the Texans fired Bill O'Brien, the trash bag GM. Not a bad head coach, but trash bag GM of yeah. the, uh, of the uh, Houston Texans. So, um, you told me before the show that uh, they don't even have a first and second round pick. They do not. I don't know about second, but they definitely don't have a first round pick. Miami has that pick. Congratulations, Miami. You yeah, won. I mean, yeah, I don't know why he got fired. Why do they have he the first? Oh, trade. Laramie Tunsil. That's why. He, he traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. I mean, it's an, I think that's, you know, was a fantastic move. And a second round pick for Brandon Cooks, who he has Big. yet to use. Genius, right? Yeah. Uh, so the replacement head coach is Romeo Cornell. Is what mm -hmm. I've what we've both heard. Um, I don't yeah, know if he was assistant. I know he wasn't the offensive or defensive coordinator. I think he might have been assistant no, head coach. He was the assistant head coach. Um, 
for the Texans, and I know he's a defensive mind. I was, so. I was telling you, it's sad that uh, Adam Gase outlived Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I mean, that is sad, man. If you got fired before Bill oh, O'Brien, how Jets bad do you have to be? I have no idea what the Jets are doing whatsoever. Yep, uh, they double down. They want, they want Adam Gase. Um, They're going for Trevor Lawrence, I guess. So, I mean, it doesn't... Uh, they don't really have any other option. Usually the assistant head coach is the one that takes over if your head coach um, is fired or incapacitated for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. And so he is the guy that's going to take over, Romeo Cornell. The biggest problem here is that I don't know that the offense is going to change all that much. Bill O'Brien this weekend placed the blame before the game on the offensive coordinator's play calling ability, and that's why they were losing. And that he was going to make play calls. I think the owner heard that and was like, okay. Yeah, fine. okay, bud. <laughs> You're fired. Um, I don't know if this is going to change anything for Houston. Like, I if really if, if so. Adam Gase gets fired, I'm almost excited about Le'Veon Bell getting 400 touches a game. Yeah, it's, it's possible. Because the GM uh, is going to walk down from the you know the top booth in new york like why are we paying this man all this why are we paying now? this man all this money just yeah. give him the ball and then the the offensive coordinator or the head coach can feel pressure to give it to him so i don't think it changes anything in houston though i think they still aren't that great a team and they're probably going to lose um i think this is a good moment for them just to reset I mean, you got a good quarterback in deshaun watson that you can kind of build around but mm-hmm. you basically wasted everything this offseason to try to I don't know what his goal was or what his idea was. Yeah. Like if you're gonna to trade Hopkins, you gotta get two first round picks for him and they got a sixty year old running back. Right. Yeah, it's just it made no sense anything they were doing. Yeah. Highly unfortunate. <laughs> I mean if you're an NFL fan Highly unfortunate for Houston one, that they hired Bill team. O'Brien is what I meant to say. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're definitely going to have to see how that situation shakes out in Houston. Usually when a coaching change happens like that, the team rallies around the players and they win a couple of games. So we're going to see if that happens. Sure, yeah. But that's probably the most shocking firing because they were... a really tough schedule too. Yeah. It's very yeah. shocking that he was fired though. I'm right. I'm astounded. Because uh, I mean, that would I... not... He wasn't doing a good job, but I like, why not keep him, you know, on staff as the head coach and just take his GM duties away. Yeah. I don't Why know. fire I mean, him the whole, maybe he was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I want the head coach. Probably, and probably, the, yeah, the pride. They got Jacksonville this week. So, I mean, they got a chance get their first one of the season. True. Um, so let's jump into waiver wire for quarterbacks. We're going to take a different approach for the rest of the season. Okay. I noticed that we were talking about, excuse me. I noticed that we were talking about, uh, the same quarterbacks on a week-to-week basis on the waiver wire because nothing really changes. So we're going to try to give you some real quick, um, I guess, streams for your week mm-hmm. in case you're streaming quarterbacks and you didn't happen to draft Josh Allen like I did. Next time, just listen to me, bro. I mean, yeah, we did We did tell you to Josh, or draft Josh Allen all offseason. True. So if you had to pick, I'll give one, you give one. If you had to pick one quarterback on the waiver wire this week to stream going into this second week, give me one. Dude, don't put me on the spot like this. I don't even have it up. 
You go, you go first. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So this is kind of going to be an awkward one, and I, I hate to go off of, like, one week of play, but okay. Teddy Bridgewater had 29 fantasy points this week against Arizona. And in case you didn't know, Arizona is uh, a high-scoring offense. So um, guess who they go out against next week? Uh, they play Atlanta. Yes, they do. And Atlanta scores a lot of points. Uh, I feel like Carolina is going to have to throw the ball a lot in this game. Um, in the previous couple games, Bridgewater had one where he threw 42 passes, but he had two interceptions against Tampa Bay. Um, so that was not a good outing for him. But the other two games, he was averaging about 30 attempts per game, which is relatively low um, for a quarterback. In this past week against Arizona, he had 37 so I think I think he can have a relatively decent week. He did have a good rushing floor this week. Six rushes, 32 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but going out against Arizona, they're going to have to score and they're going to have to give it to Bridgewater. And Atlanta has a terrible offense. So I feel like he can in a divisional matchup, he can continue his success. I don't know when the game is, though. What time is uh, it? Because if it's on it's Thursday a, night, man, I, I can't do those games. No, it's not. It's not fair. I don't think it's okay. All right. I hate, I hate picking a stream quarterback for Thursday night and then they just poop themselves. I did like 40 times last year. But anyway, that's that's mine. Teddy Bridgewater. You know, there's there are um, not a ton of great options. One guy I'll say, if he is available in your league, um, he is in some leagues. I don't think he's in ours, mm-hmm. but um, it's Gardner Minshew. Uh, and he's playing against a team that we were just talking about, the Houston Texans, that have really struggled on defense this year. Yeah. Um, and other than uh, the Thursday night game against Miami, where he disappointed mm-hmm. literally the whole fantasy community. Other than that week, though, he's been good. He's gotten about 20 points a week, um, right. 20 to 25 points a week. And against mm-hmm. Houston, I think he can get another 20-point week. So if you're streaming quarterbacks, I think he's going to be a safe bet. Yeah. Uh, don't disagree with that. The other guy, I don't think it's a streaming option, but he's an interesting guy to look at. If the um, if the Chargers don't play it stupid and put Tyrod back in, um, yep. Justin Herbert, man, he somebody comped him to Josh Allen, and when I watch him play, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, except for the fact that Justin sure. Herbert has had two three hundred yard games, and Josh Allen didn't do that through the course of his entire career until week one of this season. Um. Herbert has shown he can be really good. He just, he, he has to avoid the turnovers. Um, mm-hmm. But he threw three touchdowns this week against Tampa. He doesn't have a good matchup against New Orleans, but in the following weeks, he has uh, the Jets and Miami. So yeah. um, if you want to get ahead of the eight ball in terms of that, I would pick up I don't, Justin Jerk. I don't Herbert. know if he's going to be the starter um, next week because right. he's been 0-3 as the starter and they're going to use that against him. Um, not really his fault. They played the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, the Panthers. It's ridiculous. Did you hear? Did you hear what? Um, what head coach? What's his name? Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn said. I always forget his name, but he's like one of my favorite no. head coaches in the NFL. <laughs> um, he essentially blamed the loss in post game on Herbert. And I'm he's, like, what, the man threw 300, 290 yards and three touchdowns and kept he, you in the game. Yeah. Like it wasn't him. It was your terrible defense. There was, <laughs> I know they could not stop Tom Brady at all, but somebody, somebody said that they're just trying to um, protect him, especially Anthony Lynn. Like he's, yeah. he's, 
like despite him playing good, he's like he could be better. All this stuff. He's gonna bench probably. He's probably gonna bench him, and then he'll yeah. play Tyrod Taylor against the Saints. And if they lose against the Saints, it'll just show that like it's not the quarterback's fault, and they'll put him back in against easy games like the Jets and Dolphins, yeah, and Jaguars, which right. are the next. Um, I hope three they don't play Tyrod. And Herbert can all of a sudden win some games. Hopefully, these rookies, these rookie quarterbacks, have been um, stellar. Oh yeah, I'm waiting and for Tua to go out and throw Tua, five picks. A lot of people think is even better than Burrow. Yeah. Um, Coming out of the draft, Burrow has been insane. Totally, Burrow has been. Yeah, I think he's 984 yards in three games. He's gonna break every single rookie record if he doesn't get hurt. Yep, 100%. I like it. Um, so let's move to the running back position and talk about some pickups. We had some interesting situations happen this week um i don't think there was a whole ton of injuries um besides the uh, i mean obviously nick chubb got hurt but you're not picking up really anybody in um in cleveland so uh, we did have an injury to austin eckler the uh, injury we'll talk about in more detail on friday but he did i believe he's going to be out three to six weeks is what i've heard that could be that could change over the course of the week. So we'll, we'll give you updates as the week goes along. But um, as far as Los Angeles, it leaves a little bit of an opening for the running back position. Now, if Josh Josh Kelly is not owned in your league, which I highly doubt he's unowned, right? Um, I would I would go and pick Josh Kelly up because he's going to be the starter. He didn't look good last week when Austin Eckler went down, but. I would still go out and pick up Josh Kelly. And if he's out there, I would put a handsome uh, amount of money on him if you can. Um, mm. But what are your feelings on Justin Jackson moving into the number two role and possibly getting a little bit more opportunity? I am. I definitely would pick him up. Um, he's he's 100% worth the pickup. I don't know if he's going to end up getting more time than Joshua Kelly. I don't think mm-hmm. so. I think Kelly will probably end up being the guy. Um, in that offense, but I do think he's worth the pickup because there is a chance that he ends up taking more mm-hmm. work than um, than Kelly does from Eckler. Um, and it, it seems like the Eckler injury yeah. is significant enough where you can put a decent amount of money on on Jackson too. Because if he's out for like five weeks mm-hmm. and Jackson kind of plays that Eckler role where he gets like 12, 13 carries and then he also gets like four or five receptions, that's going to be really solid value in half PPR. Yeah. Um, and PPR formats. Uh, he played. He outplayed Josh Kelly this week. I think they're probably going to do something where they just like ride the hot hand between those two guys week to week. Yeah. So I'm not sure how valuable he's going to be on a week to week basis for starting him wise, but he's 100% worth the pickup. Yeah, I agree. How much waiver budget do you want to put on him? Mm, depends if you need a running back or not. Yeah. I'd probably in a, in a $200 league. I'd probably put like. Thirty dollars on him if I needed a running back. Right. Um, if I don't need a running back, and you probably aren't even picking him up anyway. Right. Just a couple dollars if you need like a roster spot. Um. So the other side of the coin, I was just talking about Nick Chubb getting hurt. Um, a running back, Dearness Johnson, uh, ended up with thirteen carries in the absence of Nick Chubb, and a lot of people are speculating at this point because I think Hunt only had. 
12 carries yeah, in the whole game or something like 11, that. I think. But the spec and uh, this guy, Deonis Johnson, had nine fantasy points, 95 rushing yards, seven yards a carry on 13 carries. There's a lot of speculation that Deonis, the Ernest Johnson's going to take the Nick Chubb role. Um, I'm here to tell you that's not the case. I have a I have a, a stronger feeling that because no one knows who the crap this guy is, they threw him in there for more opportunities than not. They were blowing the other team out, by the way. So this was not like it was like a oh they got to stay in the game and they're putting Deonis Johnson in right. It, that's not what happened. They were blowing him out. Hunt need, didn't really need to be out there all the the whole game, and Chubb just got hurt. So I think they wanted to keep the other running back in this two headed monster safe. And so Johnson got a lot of work in the game. He did look good, but he's not taking the Nick Chubb role. I'm sorry. He might be worth a speculative ad. Sure. But I am not excited about Dearness Johnson. I don't think he's going to take any kind of valuable role in this offense. He will probably get eight to 10 carries a game with Nick Chubb being out. So it's not bad, but he's not going to be Kareem Hunt efficient. So that is the biggest problem you have with Dearness Johnson. And if you're worried about Kareem Hunt losing opportunity to that guy, I wouldn't at all be worried about that. Uh, by the way, Kareem Hunt's a top five running back now. Mm, yeah. Um, okay, I, I was like, well, I, you're hesitating. I, I had to think. I Well, I had to think. Like, is he... He probably... Yeah, I mean, he, he's right there. For sure, uh, yeah. and I I have heard um, people say the same thing with Jonas Johnson. He did look good. I'll give him that, but he's not gonna get more work than Cream Hunt. Cream Hunt's gonna yeah. kind of take over. Then, if anything, like carries wise, Chubb is gonna take the Cream Hunt role. I mean, yeah, sorry, Cream Hunt's gonna take the Chubb role with his already passing work that he's getting, and then Dearness Johnson is just gonna take um, Cream Hunt's carries, and he's not gonna have really any receiving game. So. Hunt is going to get like 19, 20 carries a game, plus the receiving work he's already getting. And the Ernest Johnson is going to get like 10 carries a game. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a uh, cream hunts backfield. I do. I would pick him up though. Um, if you have the roster spot yeah. and running back again, but I'm not putting as much money on him as I am. Like just, I probably wouldn't put any money on Ernest Johnson unless, yeah, I mean, I'd put like a few, I'd, I'd put like, if I need a running back, I'd put like $5 okay. you know, just to see if I can get him. but I'm not putting anything significant on him. Now, there's a couple more guys that I want to talk about. Don't go after Reggie Bonifon. Um, no. That, I mean, I think there's going to be a two-headed tandem there in Carolina uh, between Mike Davis and Bonifon. But uh, when Christian McCaffrey gets back, he's going to be tossed in a relative obscurity. Um, so there's a couple more guys that I wanted to hit on. Um, we want to apologize personally as a brand and as a fantasy football podcast for our love of Kenyon Drake. Yep. I'm gonna play that, I'm gonna a play whip. a live audio recording of the room where all the Kenyon Drake truthers lie. Empty. Yeah, I mean I think we did pretty good in the offseason with players. Um Kenyon Drake was not one of them. We, we, no. we whiffed on Kenyon Drake. I actually don't think he's gonna be bad, but there is a fine line, right? I think Arizona from what I've wa- I've watched every Cardinal game because I'm <sighs> Kenyon Drake, but the biggest issue that Drake has right now, and I've had this problem since week one is they're putting Edmonds out on passing downs. And I did not think that was going to be the case because they run so many plays. I thought it was going to be Drake on the field, but when they, when they are running it with Drake, 
he he's got to be on the field for the running plays and you know it's coming and the biggest problem is that i have i've actually noticed and this might be a hot take but arizona's play calling as far as running goes whether it's Edmonds or drake is horrible it's horrible i don't know if it's because the coach is calling terrible plays or because kyler murray can't call out of the play right yeah. but he just they can't get anything going on the ground no matter who it is so um I do think that if Kenyon Drake continues to play this bad, Chase Edmonds is going to start taking a lot of that work. Now, I at this point, I don't think any of them are different. I do believe, I still believe in Kenyon Drake. I don't think he sucks. I think he's a good running back. I think they thought Edmonds was going to be more efficient through the air, which he hasn't been. He was going to be, he's not getting any rushing work on the ground. You're still seeing Kenyon Drake get 15 to 20 carries a game on the ground. So that's there. But the concern is that he doesn't have much upside unless he scores a touchdown. And that is becoming more clear as the season goes along. Um, I don't not saying that the breakout window has closed for Kenyon Drake because his best part of the season was the second half last year. So we could see that. But I would add Chase Edmonds this week um, because of the fact that he could take over that Kenyon Drake role. At this point, he's still probably a a uh, what do you want to call a handcuff? Right. But he has had some decent performances. He only had six points this week if he didn't score a touchdown, but I would add Chase Edmonds. Yeah, I mean, the more Drake struggles, the more, I think, likelihood that Edmonds is going to get some extra work. So mm-hmm. I think I, I would absolutely pick him up. Even if I had Drake, I'd also want to pick him up um, just in case if they kind of mm-hmm. shift towards more Edmonds. As but to be honest with you, continues to I own Drake, and not to disagree with you on this point, but I don't want to own any part of the Arizona Cardinals backfield anymore after watching the games. That's true. But with the difference with Edmonds and Drake though, uh, Edmonds, as you said, gets pass the catching pass work, work. Right. So if he, if, if Edmonds also ends up getting mm-hmm. Drake carries to go with the passing work he's already right. getting, then I think he'll end up being solid fantasy value. Yeah. So I would add him, uh, I wouldn't spend any more than like 25 to 30 on him. I don't think it's necessary. To spend any more? I, I know. I, I was going to say that. I don't. I wouldn't spend that much. But if yeah. if the max amount, if you had to like, if you needed a running back desperately, would be that. Um, but okay. outside of that, uh, and then the only two guys, Damien Harris. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what happened with Damien Harris? Because I had I saw something about Sony Michelle and it flew over my head. Yeah, I mean, uh, so this is pre-recorded, so we didn't get to see what happened Monday night. But Sony Michelle did go on IR before Monday night's game, mm-hmm. um, and Damian Harris came off IR, and he was expected to start Monday night. So start if he's available in your league. I mean, I would assume to pick him up. I don't know how much work he's going to get Monday necessarily, just because it's yeah. his first game off IR. So they're going to use Rex Burkhead um, if he has a good game. Right, if he's efficient though and has a good game then going forward, he's going to be the starter. So yeah. you, Agreed. you're you going to want to pick up Damian Harris, especially with Sony on the IR. Uh, and then the only other guy that I kind of had on this list was uh, Keyshawn Vaughn from Tampa Bay. Um, Butter Fournette was hurt mm-hmm. this past week. Rojo came in. LaShawn McCoy was also hurt. LaShawn McCoy was also hurt. Keyshawn Vaughn came in, and I, I, I'd like to reflect – to previous years with Bruce Arians really quickly because we have to finish the show and we still have wide receivers to do. Um, But back, back in the day when David Johnson became a thing, they had Chris Johnson, 
They had um, another running back whose name escapes me and a pass catching running back as well. Similar to the three guys they have right now. One guy went down, other guys became inactive, and then Keyshawn Vaughn started to earn, or not Keyshawn Vaughn, David Johnson started to earn a role on that team to the point where he ended up breaking out that year. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen this year, but David Johnson, that was his rookie season, and he was drafted, I, I, I can't remember when David Johnson was drafted, I think it was the fourth round, but Keyshawn Vaughn, fourth round, history repeats itself, he could actually start taking some snaps. I am worried about this backfield, because of the amount of running backs they do have. So I'm not excited about it, but he's probably not even going to be picked up to be honest with you. So if you want to add, if you have room and you need another running back, don't waste your waiver, buddy. Just wait till after Wednesday, see if somebody else picks him up. And if no one picks him up, then go out and snag him. What I would, I don't think Vaughn has really any value redraft, even with a good week. Um, he might get a little more work going forward, especially mm-hmm. in the passing game. But the problem is LaShawn McCoy the Buccaneers for some reason really like him. Yeah. Um, you know, Lennon Fournette didn't play. I think this is a good sign for Dynasty because it just means he's alive and shows that he can play. Because mm-hmm. he did have a good game, especially in the passing game. He's clearly a better pass catcher than Ronald Jones. They had both um, of them. All three guys, really. Yeah. He he might end up being the best pass catching running back in the backfield. So it is good things, especially Dynasty. But I just think for this year, there's just too many guys in that backfield. Agreed. Uh, let's talk about wide receivers really fast. Uh, by far, in a way, my number one ad at this point is Higgins. Um, I'm surprised yes, that yeah. more people didn't pick him up last week, but everyone was. Uh, Justin Jefferson had a good game too, so not even worried about that. But a lot of people went after Jefferson and the other rookie from last week's show. Can't remember who Brandon it was. Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, who did not have a great week last week. He did you see the touchdown he scored? I'm sorry. Never mind. I lied. I just remember that the The problem is, is that I equivalent Debo Samuel's number and uh, Brandon Ayuk's number in my head. Yeah. So to me, that was Debo. No, the guy who jumped over the defender into the end zone was Ayuk. Yes, I know that was Ayuk. I watched it happen. I just attribute his number to. He really anyway. didn't have a great game. No, he um, didn't. But he had the target. He caught two passes in the whole um, game. Yeah, it was because, well, I mean, Nick Mullins was not good. Yeah. Either. Like, nobody other than Kittle right. was really getting work in that game. So, I mean, I think Ayuk <clears throat> and Jefferson are both good ads, and you right. should be happy you added them, but T. Higgins should be on that list, too. Yeah, uh, Higgins, I, I, basically, to, to break down that backfield, uh, the backfield, break down that receiver core, Tyler Boyd had eight catches, uh, eight targets, I mean. Um, and yeah. then you had A.J. Green, who had five, I believe, five targets, and he is starting to disappear um, because the more talented, younger wide receivers are starting to not more talented. Uh, AJ Green was extremely talented in his day, so I that's the wrong way to say right. that. But the younger receivers are starting to to become more prevalent. He had five targets, one reception, and then Higgins had um, seven targets in the game, and he had eleven fantasy points. And he looked. He also had a carry in the game, so he actually looked relatively good. If this continues to be a thing and Joe Burrow continues to throw as much as he is, which I expect to happen because they're going to be in negative game scripts and Joe Burrow likes to win. He literally tweeted after the game, after they did win, I like winning. He he is having a tough time. He wants to win so bad and it just, there's so much not going for him there. But anyway, so Higgins, you know, I, I think is the ad of the week at this point at wide receiver. I would say that, and I need you need yep. to you need to get him on your team because if he continues to play that AJ Green like role, uh, 
I think seven to eight targets a game is going to be a decent flex option at some point in the season if if he's on a good matchup. So yeah, um, the, he's playable he's playing right now and he's young. So he might break out too. So you have uh, so many variables with T Higgins, but I would, he's, he's a guy that I would spend a lot of waiver budget on this week. If you didn't get him last week. Yeah. I'm with you hundred percent with Higgins. Uh, and as the year goes on, he might get more and more work. Yeah. And he, it seems like each week he's getting more comfortable with Burrow. Tell us who the next guy is. Ricardo. Um, number two on this list is Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, he's somebody that is under the radar. And I think, not a ton of people in your league might, I mean, he's only owned in 15% a week. So clearly not a lot of people um, are talking about him, but he's a, he is a very good pickup and he's someone you could probably get away with not putting a ton of money on and still snagging him. Um, because the Eagles right now, if, if, and for anybody that watched that Sunday night game knows they have no weapons. Greg Ward was their number one receiver because Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rieger, Dallas Godert, um, and Alshon Jeffrey were all injured. And did not play yeah. that game. But um, Jackson, Rieger, and Godert are going to be, I believe, all three are on IR. Mm-hmm. Or ja- I don't know if Jackson is, but I know Rieger and uh, Dallas Godert are. Godert are and they're going to be out for at least another like three, four weeks. Yeah. Um, Alshon Jeffrey has a chance. I expect him to come back this week. He almost played this week. Um, he was questionable going up to the mm-hmm. game, didn't play. If he plays this week, I mean, he could, he could easily get like 12 targets in that offense because other than Zach Ertz, and Greg Ward, there's really nobody. And Greg Ward was like their fifth receiver going into the season. Yeah. Um, there's really nobody there. So Alshon Jeffrey could honestly get, come in first game of the season and get like 10 targets and get like 15, 20 fantasy points. Everybody's going to want to pick him up. And hopefully he's already on your team by Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think he is definitely worth an ad, um, you know, because once he comes, he's he is the wide receiver one and two on the Philadelphia Eagles when healthy. Like regardless of whether all the talent is there or not, like he's the guy mm-hmm. for them. So um, you're going to get a guy like Greg Ward's been targeted out of the wazoo in the absence of everyone. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would add Elshon Jeffrey. Um, the next guy on the list we have is LaVisca Chenault. Um, he's owned in 25% of leagues. I would say maybe. I, I don't want to spend any waiver budget on him. It's not really an exciting ad at this point. Yeah, he's going to all season, I think, for his, at least his rookie year, he's going to have some good weeks. I mean, this week he had a pretty good week. He had five catches for 86 yards. Why is um, Hardman so, on this list? Is that I many no people idea. dropped him? Good luck, guys. So. Good luck. Um, But yeah, Chenault, uh He's an okay pickup, but I'm not really trying to spend too much on him. Uh, Scotty Miller is a guy that I would invest in a little bit, at least a little bit. He's kind of reminding me of the Jamison Crowder last year, except a little bit more efficient. Because um, he he's getting like he's Brady's um, white ride white wide receiver. <laughs> he's more like he's a Danny Amendola. Julie, Danny Amendola, exactly. So true. Um, the last two weeks he's had nine and sixteen points. With Chris Godwin continuing to miss time and Mike Evans trying his best not to tear his ACL. Um, Like literally Brady went to Tampa for talent and OJ Howard friggin' pops his Achilles. Chris Godwin's played one game this year, two games, I think. A Uh, game in a quarter. Mike Evans is trying not to get hurt. He literally every single week has one play where it looks like he's going to tear his ACL. He, He literally, he got hurt this week. And he like limped off the field mm-hmm. and then missed like two drives and came back in the game. And all the rest of the game, he was limping. Yeah. 
I think I think Mike Evans is blowing it up though this this year because of the absence of Chris Godwin. Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah, I mean we both weren't <clears throat> super high on Mike Evans, um, and I'm still like watching him week to week. Like I, oh, I love the Mike four Evans targets as a Ugh. player. It's just right, but 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 with Godwin and OJ Howard and these weapons out, he's gonna continue to yeah get work. he had eight targets this week but he's not i literally th- was thinking about it earlier this week i'm like he's no different than he was last year he's a boomer yeah. bus wide receiver with a little bit higher of a ceiling because of the target share being more accurate i think i think he's a right i think his floor is a little higher this year but his ceiling might not be as high either because brady yeah. does like to spread them all but his floor is a little higher because without um the guys around him with that being said uh, Scott Miller should be a guy that you add because I mean yes. Brady targets him at least five times a game at this point. <laughs> so and and it's they're not they're good targets, right? Yeah. So Zach Pascal, no. Uh, not excited. Not? not excited. There's there's just other people. I mean, he has some good opportunity right now though with some guys. Yeah. Him, but, Michael Pittman got hurt. He had eight targets yeah. this week, but he only caught three passes. So it's just not that's not a good that's not a good one. Um yeah. So I think that's all we have at the wide receiver position, unless you have anyone else here. Tim Patrick was a guy that had went off this week. Yeah, he actually somebody like in deeper leagues, I I don't I wouldn't mind him because he's gonna play the kind of that wide receiver two role mm-hmm. for the rest. He's playing that Quillen Sun role. Okay. So when Drew Locke comes comes back he could be a decent ad. sounds good um at the tight end position really quickly uh mo alley cox man keeps whatever we've had another touchdown this week yeah he keeps he keeps performing decently uh now he's owned i yep. feel like this is one team in our league that always picks up the colts tight ends i feel like it's just an inevitable no situation reason. uh he only had two targets but he caught a touchdown only one pass caught in the game they only had one catch. Yeah, so um, sure. Twitter was yeah. freaking out when he caught it. I'm like, relax. I'm still not in on Moelle Cox because I don't think he's going to have, obviously, Could, yeah. two targets he, for he, one reception is not great. Reliant. I wouldn't even say that. He had two two targets in the game. Yeah. You're hitting the touchdown jackpots like playing the lottery and spending one dollar on one ticket. Well, what was it? Was it Jason Witten last year when he was in the Cowboys? When it was people would pick him up and he'd get like one catch a week for like oh, yeah. yards yes. But he got like a touchdown every week. Felt like. <laughs> so stupid. Um yeah, we also have that I've noticed this I I I'm pissed off because I just realized this week that uh TJ Hawkinson's on a bye. Frick me. Uh, so now I need a tight end. Uh, I don't know who to Brate. pick up. Oh, you want Brait? Is that? I'm uh, gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go trade it. for Gronk. Yeah, I mean you could do that Gronk's too. With, with OJ targets. Howard out, uh, he could be involved more in the passing game. One of those two Brait involved more in the passing game. Either Brait or Gronk. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, yeah, you have Eric Ebron and Drew Sample, but I'm not excited about either one of those guys. Yeah, Ebron is. Ebron, uh, touchdown reliant as well. A lot of tight ends mm-hmm. are. And then Drew Sample actually probably has the most targets, I think, out of all these guys. He had he had a lot of targets on the Thursday night football game against Jacksonville. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was against Jacksonville. No, that was against what the had, when was the Thursday had, night um, game? It was it was against Cleveland. Okay, yeah, sorry. Against Cleveland, he had a massive load of targets, but in the last couple weeks, he had five this week. Um, 
nine against yeah, Cleveland not, and not then really one and one against Philly. Yeah, games. not enough to get excited about, but anyway. Right. I, there's not really a tight end that I would pick up this week. Yeah, same with me. Unless you desperately need one, then I guess right. Moali Cox for the you shot in the door. I guess so. Um That'll do it for the Fantasy Jimmy's Fantasy Football Podcast. I was trying really hard to hit the right button this time because last week I screwed it up twice. So don't forget to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll talk to you tomorrow, Fantasy Champs. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.